we are now going to turn our attention to the environmental catastrophe and um, here on Sojourner Truth uh, since 2009 I think we have been partnering with the Global Justice Ecology Project for our weekly Earth Minute as well as our weekly Earth Watch understanding that this crisis back then uh, is one of great concern and a growing concern a statement released on September 8th 2021 by multiple non-governmental organizations warns of the ecological and social harm of using genetically engineered trees and fault solution climate mitigation schemes we're going to be uh, discussing that but right now let us go to the Washington Post clip if we could pull that up on climate disasters straining our mental health if we can go to that uh, clip right now and part of it is that people especially now after hurricane ida the devastation in louisiana and also on the east coast if you didn't believe that there is climate change happening and a climate catastrophe going on a lot of people are rethinking it and then uh people also getting very worried about it and very frustrated about it and of course in progressive movements we've always said uh don't mourn organize but let us go now uh to that clip on climate disasters training our mental health we all know this feeling the guilt when we see the starving polar bears or the creeping dread when we hear about the latest wildfires that overall anxiety we experience when we face climate change 67 percent of americans are somewhat or extremely anxious about the impacts of climate change what do we want and 65% of Americans think we aren't doing enough to fight it. Anxiety is useful. It tells us that there's something that we need to be paying attention to, something we need to be reacting to. This is Dr. Susan Clayton. She's been conducting research in conservation psychology for over 30 years. For most people, it's just going to be, you know, one more thing to worry about. But for a few people, it might be... Um, the straw that broke the camel's back in terms of uh, leading to some real mental distress. The United Nations has called climate change the defining issue of our time. Current research shows that exposure to media representations of climate change can result in long-term anxiety or depression with feelings of guilt and hopelessness. You don't have to directly experience those effects. You don't have to live through the extreme storm um, you know, or lose your house it's just knowing that climate change is happening is anxiety producing. These feelings leave us less likely to act against climate change, feeding into a cycle of further despair and inaction. Fear-based messaging only gets you so far. This is Dr. Ed Maybach. He heads up a team focused on finding the best ways to increase public understanding of climate change. The, the social science behind it suggests that fear is helpful. It's a necessary, precondition for people to to think about the issue. But if you feel these emotions, you feel like nobody around you cares about the issue, um, then you just kind of go inward and, and, and uh, you know, suffer with those emotions. Alrighty. Well, we certainly, uh, and Peterman, don't want people uh, going inward and not taking action. And of course, Ann Peterman, 
an executive director of the Global Justice Ecology Project. She's been working on issues related to protecting forests and defending the rights of indigenous people since 1990 and co-founded the first global campaign against genetically engineered trees in 2000. In the years since, she has presented the social and ecological dangers of genetically engineered trees at conferences with community groups and at the United Nations and other international arena on five continents. She currently coordinates the campaign to stop GE Trees, which she co-founded in 2014. Anne Peterman, welcome back. Thank you so much, Margaret. Okay, so just uh, listening um, to that particular clip and the fact that uh, people, some people get so worried, they get worried into inaction. One would hope they get worried into action, realizing that we have got to do something. But Ann Peterman, you have been on this case for, for so long and in terms of protecting uh, forests, opposing genetically engineered trees and what you call the false solutions uh, to the climate crisis. So uh, let us know your thoughts on the interrelationship then in protecting uh, forests and opposing GE trees with the work that we have to do uh, for the environment. And Peterman. Sure. Yeah, I, I appreciate the clips that you just played about, you know, people feeling anxiety. And certainly we've seen in the media over the last year a, a massive increase in the coverage of climate-related issues and mentioning climate change. And it's interesting to think of that, you know, driving this anxiety in people. What it's also doing, I feel, is opening the door to these very dangerous techno-false solutions that are designed not really to address the climate problem, but to enable business as usual. So there's obviously, you know, billions of dollars, trillions of dollars, um, invested in maintaining business as usual, you know, beyond all natural limits. I think, you know, we're pretty clear that capitalism is designed to um, grow and grow and grow and on a finite planet. That just doesn't work, and climate change is a very clear result of that pathological you know, economic system. So, you know, what, what we're working on specifically is this techno-fix um, under the umbrella of genetically engineered tree research, which is both engineering trees. When, when we say genetically engineering, we're not talking about hybridization. We're talking about laboratory experiments that use transgenic DNA from other species and put them into trees or that use very violating um, technologies like CRISPR or gene editing to get in there and, you know, monkey around with the DNA of the trees to make them do things they could never do in nature. So grow even faster, you know, uh, rates that are not sustainable for trees normally, um, or have altered lignin, lignin being the, the substance in a tree that makes it stand strong and resist wind and animal browsing and so forth and so on, disease. But, but gets in the way of turning the wood into bioplastics or biochemicals or bio, biofuels. Um, so these are the things that we're looking at. What are the impacts of this kind of violation of the very fundamental DNA of the tree, and what can we do to stop it? So I, I understand people's anxiety about these issues, and the best way to deal with that kind of anxiety is to get involved and we are definitely, you know, looking for people who want to get involved and help with this issue because it's one of those things that we have 
huge numbers of people already on board, you know, opposing genetically engineered trees across the world. And, you know, the more the merrier. I mean, you know, we need as many people as possible because we're up against giant companies like Monsanto and International Paper. Right. And the thing also, you know, particularly now with the Delta variant uh, going in and more discussion also about income inequality, uh, we're hearing and also the environmental impact of these uh, these heat waves that are happening, particularly along the West Coast, right, and the fires, et cetera. But um, it's come out that people who live in inner city areas, that the temperatures tend to be at least uh, 10 degrees higher than people who live in other areas. And they're saying it has to do with the amount of concrete on the ground and also the lack of trees. So, you know, you you could see that it wouldn't be a a difficult leap for people to say, yeah, you see that? We need more trees in impoverished areas. So the whole idea of using uh, GE trees could be a solution, but it's not. I mean, it's not a solution for the forest, it's also not a solution uh, for getting trees into uh, our communities either. And Peterman, your thoughts? Well, absolutely. I mean, certainly these, this heat sink problem and the need to plant more trees in urban areas is, is well established and absolutely something that needs to be addressed. But, but as you pointed out, genetically engineered trees are not the way to go. And that's not what the genetically engineered tree industry is looking at. I mean, they're looking at large-scale industrial plantations. They want to have GE trees in places like Brazil and South Africa, you know, where they can um, dominate the landscape with their faster-growing, herbicide-tolerant, insect-killing, genetically engineered trees that will exist on land that was formerly indigenous people's land, that was formerly native forest land, Um, You know, this is the trend that has been well established by the UN and other agencies over decades, that when industrial plantations move in, people are displaced and forest is destroyed. So this is the problem that we're looking at. And now we're having to deal with an additional issue, which is this, uh, the industry has figured out that people don't like, they, they react negatively to those uses of genetically engineered trees. So now they're talking about GE trees for quote-unquote conservation and positive things, you know, so we're going to restore species that have been damaged by disease um, in the forest. But the fact of the matter is they have no idea what these trees will do in 10, 20, 50, 100 years if they are allowed back into forest ecosystems. They don't have any idea. They've only been working on these things for, you know, literally a few years um, outside of a laboratory and they're saying, oh, we know exactly what these will do and so let's put them out in the forest to spread, you know, by themselves wherever they want. Um, it's, it's, it's incredibly uh, egotistical and um, irresponsible for of what they're p- trying to do, which is why we're working so hard to stop that. But yes, they are uh, definitely uh, using people's, they're definitely using people's um, good side to try to push this very bad idea. Right. And for people who want to get involved in the, your campaign to stop these genetically engineered trees and to learn more about the Global Justice Ecology Project, what should they do, Ann Peterman? 
sure. We just put out a brand-new statement about GE trees and climate change and, and the, uh, the details of what I'm talking about, which can be found on the campaign's website, which is stopgetrees.org. So that's an easy one to remember, stopgetrees.org. You can find ways to plug in, ways to get involved, and lots more information. Right, and thank you so much for all of your work over these years uh, bringing these issues to the Sojourner Truth audience. We really appreciate it. Thank we you, and Peter. You, Thank you. <laughs> all righty.